Uh, good morning, everyone. It is Tuesday, January 24, the big sports breakfast on Sky Sports Radio. And uh, pup, morning to you, mate. Did you get that weather report, by morning the way? Morning to you. I, I did. And I just I heard showers, 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 but then 28, 30, 31. Is that correct? Yeah, 28, 29, 31, next three days. Humid then? Yeah. Well, it is, you know, late January. Yeah, come on. What happens? Yesterday afternoon was cracker, sunshine. Actually, I do have one for you. Is it legal to drone into someone's backyard? Is that legal? I don't think so. Can you check that? Actually, Wilbur, can you check that? (laughs) I was dived in my pool yesterday afternoon and looked up and I was being droned. Surely that can't be legal. What if I was Starkers? Maybe it was that Lux listing uh, show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, my house is not for sale. Uh, might have been the next door neighbour. Mm. Well, Do you know them should, well? Should have knocked on the door and said hi. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, good afternoon yesterday. Plenty of sport. Um, Smitty on fire with the Sixers. Nothing's changed. He's absolutely building him. So uh, I watched a bit of that, and then I watched Novak. Oh. I know you're not going to be happy, Mido, oh. but I'd hate to say it, but... Class above, wasn't oh, he? Absolutely. Um, his hemi seemed fine as well. <laughs> he did not have a problem with his leg at all. He was on fire. Yeah, yeah, that was no issues at all. Mate. Morning, Laws. Morning, boys. You reckon it's an act? Yeah, it's an act for sure. Just got a bit of white tape around it, you reckon? Yep. Just for show. He was just too good. Unbelievable, wasn't he? He's... I is he unbeatable? Oh, on last night's performance, he definitely is, yeah. but... He's going to face tougher challenges mm. over the coming days, but I, I thought Demonor wouldn't win, but I thought he'd give him a better, better yeah, task. Too. You know, better. You know, I, I thought Demonor might lose six four, something like that. Mm. I, I didn't think he'd lose what six two, six one, six two. It was sort of a non-event. He it looked nervous as well, didn't he? Demonor, I reckon he looked just a little mm. tentative at the start. When Novak looked like he was in a mood to just dominate. Everything he did was just fantastic. Yeah. And I was flicking between that and the cricket. And Steve Smith was on fire. Oh, mate. He was just seeing the ball like mate. a watermelon. And Form. just yeah. unbelievable touch. Mm. You know, just smacking to the boundary. There's so many sixes. They won again uh, last night, the Sydney Sixers. Um, but, yeah, it was a good night to just sit in front of the TV and watch two greats. Mm. Do yeah, their good stuff. Call. Good call. Did you see the video, though, of uh, this? I think it's from his previous match, Novak Djokovic. This video emerged of someone from his posse who was sitting next to his coach, uh, Goran Ivanisevic, passing a bottle to oh, an not, official. Not this again. And then it's handed to Djokovic. It's got a note on it. Clearly got a note on oh, it. My, oh, no that, issues oh, last you know, night. You know what? The note is what mm. makes him such a great player. The note might say you've got a boogie up your nose, pick it out, mate, or pull your undies out mm. of your bum. Like, who cares? As if the note is going to have any difference to how good he is. Can't do it, though. But you? if it was illegal, they would stop it. They would say, mate, you can't have someone from the box writing on a piece of paper, putting it on your drink bottle, I would have said, mate, you've got 15 minutes before the car has to leave because they're in two-hour parking. Get on with it. Because coaching's now allowed during matches, but apparently it can only be verbal communication. Mate. It's like, what was the footage they showed a little while back where it was like he had this magic potion that he was drinking? Yeah, yeah. They tried to make out it was illegal. Mate, he'd get get drug tested every single day. Like, if he was guilty of doing something wrong, and again, even with this, there's cameras everywhere. Like I, you just, why don't you try and intercept 
the person <laughs> delivering the message, like the grey wiggle did. Right. In, was it the grey? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah he, fa- the, he found the notes. Yeah, he found the imposing notes. Uh, Peruvian keeper. Yes, yes, and threw the and threw the bottle away. Yeah. So Smart. walk past, pretending you're going over mm. to see the umpire, and grab the bottle, and just throw it. What about yeah. that? Mm. Is yeah. that allowed? Open it and read it out loud so everyone can hear. Yeah, give I, me the mic. I don't, I don't think no matter what was written on any note last night, you weren't stopping him. Oh, he was just too good. Nah. Night owl Nev on the text line. Loz should Novak wear a thermo skin? Ooh, yes, good thermo. thermo. Maybe. I used to love a thermo. <laughs> that, might bring that, you did. that you did. That yeah. you did. <laughs> I think I had a footy card and it was you in the yeah, big and shoulder pads. Pads. I wore the shoulder pads one year. Yeah, they were only big. for one year. They were massive. Yeah. What What was the theory? Did you have a shoulder injury? Obviously. I had coming back from a ah. shoulder reconstruction. There you go. It's a pretty good reason. So I felt comfortable having pads on, mm. and then I can't believe I wore them because they were so big, and I couldn't like stretch my arms yeah, up, up, catch a high ball. Yeah. yeah. Because you'd have all the strapping on as well, mm. and then you'd have the shoulder pads. But it was amazing. In my last ever game with shoulder pads on, I was able to go up, reach up, get the ball, and throw it to John Chicka Ferguson in the 89 oh, yeah. So just <laughs> without thinking, I just went like that. Reacted, yeah. And I wouldn't have done that all through the season. And I was able to get the ball and throw it to Chicka, and then Chicka just scored, take us into... Extra, yeah, I think it took us into extra time. Well, Mal had to convert the goal. But and that was the end of the shoulder pads. That was the end of the shoulder pads. Yeah. Off they went. Off they went, mate. Shoulder pads gone, thermo stayed. Th- oh, thermo. Tr- well, Mahemi troubled me all the way yeah. through my career. Yeah, old Hemi, so, and then it just turned into haircut grand final week. Yes. And origin, origin, origin week, and for origin. sure. Big games. Yeah, big games, haircut. Big games. When you, yeah, if you're playing, well, you used to always have the television game too because it wasn't like <laughs> Fox now where they show all the games. You'd have a Friday night game mm. or you might have the ABC game on the Saturday and then you'd have a game on the Sunday. So there was really only three games that were on telly. So if you had one of them, you'd time the haircut. So you get and the you'd draw. know the schedule. Yeah. At the start of the season, so you'd know. Yeah, yeah you know, penciled in. Yeah. You knew they were the ones. You yeah, had but you wouldn't go. On. You wouldn't go two weeks in a row for a haircut. Hmm. You know, it takes about four or five weeks in between, and then away you'd go again. You've got to look smart, Mitter. Yeah, well, clearly, you got to dress, dress oh, as on, a but... football player. You got to look like a football player. You got to act like a football player. You didn't mind the high shorts either, did you? you tucked like, in. Yeah, I, tucked had, in I was a jersey short. tucked in, and I had the string out. Mm. I like the string mm. out of the shorts. Mm. I agree. I'm a string out. Person. You string out or string in? Yeah, string out. Yeah. 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 But you you got to tie. Yeah, no. Nah, you got to tie it up. <laughs> not if they, they, don't, they not just have them loose. You don't. <laughs> just don't have them loose. They don't need to be tied. Yeah. <laughs> They're not coming off. <laughs> when you walk but be careful they don't fall off. At, at that time, was everyone sort of auditioning for a spot in the Tina Turner ad as well? So it was pretty competitive. It's going to start. Tina Turner ad. No, well, I think they were obviously walk up. Yeah, there were there were guys that Wayne just got to start. Wayne Pierce. Walk up. Yep. Uh, E.T. walk up. Alf was a walk up. Was he? Bob Linda would have been a walk up. Yeah. Bobby Linda. Um, but then I think it came down to shooting because we were outside of Sydney and turned to turn to spend a bit of time here in Sydney. So I think I didn't get to meet Tina. Mal did. I think Clyde. Clyde was mm. another one. He's a good looking rooster. 
Uh, he was a part of the commercial. So what happened? What was the explanation given to you? Uh, we just didn't quite make the cut. Just didn't make the cut. That's disappointing. <laughs> yeah. For all your achievements. We can't have too many from one team. You've had Mal and Bradley Clyde. Well, well I told everyone. I told everyone I declined. As, <laughs> yeah, as, you, as do. you do. As you do. I said I didn't really want to be a part of it anyway. I said I had another engagement. I had a work function. had a different work function on. <laughs> had an event already said yes to that's yeah, but it. I got brushed. There you go. Uh, right, I'll, I'll admit it. All right. <laughs> I've been carrying this around with me for 30 years. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Had to sell some trophies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, just a bit of sport and politics on the front page of the Daily Telegraph today. Labour of glove. Mins strikes deal to bring UFC back to Sydney. So if it was to be a state Labour government, uh, Chris Mins saying that, uh, well, he would bring major UFC paper few events to Sydney, which we'd all be pretty happy about. But this mm. fight coming up, Volkanovski, that's going to be huge coming up. That's in Perth, isn't it? I'm pretty sure yep. next month. Yeah. So uh, that's one Genius. we'll be tracking after, unfortunately, although we got the news yesterday that Tim Zoo's fighting in March, but that fight would have taken place next week. Mm. Yeah, it was uh, late January initially. But Charles, Where were they fighting? Course, in the States? His... Vegas? Uh, yeah, I think it was Vegas. Vegas yeah, certainly yeah. the States. Yeah. And do we know where this new fight's going to be? Still TBD, but okay. uh, the report yesterday and through Benny Damon, Sydney, Melbourne, Gold Coast, they're in the mix. Mm, well, I can understand why. It's not everyone's cup of tea, UFC, but when there's a big fight on, people Amazing. that put it on, like pubs and clubs where they show it, the venues are packed. Venues are just packed. So I can understand why if they put on this event in Sydney, why people would go. They'd fill mm. the stadium for sure. Oh, Definitely. Easy. Definitely. Mm. You know, this next fight for Volkanovski, is, is he expected to win or is this his oh, toughest ever He's gone up a weight. Yes. So, <sighs> yeah. he's going to be tougher, but he's, he's that confident at the moment. Well, he was too good in the division Mate. he was in. He's, he's a, so confident. He's a three dollar thirty outsider with tap. Yeah. Oh, wow. And uh, Makachev is a dollar thirty three. What's he? What weight's he fighting at? Uh, Kilos. I should know this. I'll come back to you, Clark. Yeah. Okay. Is yeah. it mid seventies? I need to come back to you. On yeah. This. Okay. Because he used to be a front rower, didn't One he? of our yeah. UFC... He used to be over 100 kilos. Stepping up in, the, in weight to fight lightweight champion. Yeah, what's lightweight in UFC? So, How many kilos? Uh, well, I'd say it'd be under 80, I suppose. Lightweight, is it? Or is that too heavy? Uh, I reckon his last fight, he was at 67 kilos. If I'm not mistaken. So he's fighting at lightweight, correct? Yep. Well, he's fighting is, lightweight champion. Okay. Well, the minimum weight for lightweight is 65.8 kilos, and uh, your upper weight limit is 70.3. 70, okay. So, I, yeah, yeah, I, well, I thought he, his well, last fight, what's the weight before that? Because I looks, thought he fought, it, it, fought at 67. He looks a lot bigger. Well, well before that's think? featherweight, yeah, what's which fe- goes from 61.2 to 65.8. Okay. So, by the time you're, you actually get in the ring, you probably put on... You know, let's say you make the weight, then you probably put on four kilos. So he's he's probably fighting close to seventy kilos in his last fight. So he'd be closer to. It's still a lot at that size and the extra strength and power. Every kilo makes such a difference. Yeah. But he seems that good, doesn't he? He seems so powerful and so quick. It it is like I stood next to him at uh, at the Cambosis, the first Cambosis fight. He is amazingly small. 
Darcy Langer. just a ball of muscle. Yeah. yeah. A complete ball of muscle. But yeah, he's, he's, he's pretty short. And uh, we saw him, I think it was in Sydney on Sunday, standing next to, to Makachev. And he's giving away a significant height advantage. And pretty much a size mm. advantage, it looks, in that fight. So... Yeah, it's going to be huge in, in mm. mid-February in Perth, that one. But uh, on the back page of the Daily Telegraph today, and uh, well, the picture of Demonor says it all. Demolished is the headline there. So last night at Melbourne Park, Novak Djokovic, he needed barely two hours to beat Alex Demonor in their fourth-round matchup. 6-2, 6-1, So the 35-year-old Serb, the nine-time Australian Open champ, next faces Andre Rublev. In the quarterfinals, Rublev had an extraordinary match against Holger Rune yesterday, which really seesawed in the fifth and deciding set and through the super tiebreaker to decide the match, which uh, Rublev at one stage came from 7-2 down, in fact. An extraordinary uh, finish to that match, but uh, goodness me, look at the look on uh, Demonor. It says it all, doesn't yeah. it? Sometimes you just got to take your hat off to the opposition, Mitto, and say they were too good, and he was. He did not look like losing, uh, Djokovic. Uh, Demon all would have came into this game uh, very confident, um, but just yeah, just didn't have it. Just didn't have the same class. And from what I saw last night, he will be extremely hard to beat as long as he stays injury free. And on the back page of the Sydney Morning Herald, Demon Slayer Joker rolls on is the headline there. Uh, also, assault case set to spell end of Beale's Australian career. So uh, on uh, the weekend, on Saturday, Kirtley Beale was granted bail after he was hit with sexual assault charges from an incident in Bondi in December. Uh, he's been suspended from all forms of rugby, though his solicitor said that Beale strenuously denies the allegations, but uh, it would be hard to imagine uh, laws that we will see Kirtley Beale in, uh, well, Maybe even a sky blue jersey here at the Waratahs, let alone a gold jersey after this, despite what the outcome might be yeah, in this case. It would be difficult. Yeah, because I don't I don't think they have a no fault stand down policy like the NRL do. Just got their own code of conduct. They've got their own code of conduct, yeah. which at this stage they've stood him down. But who knows what will happen because this court case may not happen this year. Mm. It might happen next year. So if that's he, the case, they might play say, until after the case. Well, they might just say, no, you, you've stood down until your case goes to court. Or they might say, we'll allow you to play. Mm. I, I suppose it just sort of depends on what happens when he next goes to court. Um, and, and they're talking next month or early early March. Um, but at this stage, um, Curtly Beale has been stood down. And, you know, they brought him back because of his experience and he would have been someone that I'm sure Eddie Jones would have been looking to to have a part of his World Cup squad uh, at the end of this season. So, But Kirtley's got you know a big challenge in front of him at the moment. So I think that's where his major focus would be. Well, yeah, he's been stood down pending the outcome of the case. Mm. So, yeah, as you mentioned, Loz, that could take significant time in itself. Yeah. Well, there's just a backlog of people yeah. trying to get to court to have their cases settled. And because of COVID, they've just been put on the back burner. So, uh, yeah, it, it mightn't go to court until midway through next season. Uh, midway through next year. Okay. The very contentious 
these days issue that is Australia Day. And on the back page of the Herald, it's a united front. Team goes into bat for Gardner. So Ash Gardner, Indigenous player with Australia's women's team, um, has, well, she's pretty much slam cricket Australia for scheduling a match against Pakistan on Australia Day, uh, claiming it is disrespectful for her and, uh, well, for Indigenous Australians. And, uh, well, Meg Lenning, the Aussie captain, has come in and supported uh, Ash Gardner. And uh, we've got the West Indies here in 12 months' time as well, who are playing test matches in Australia in January. Um, I, I think this is, I think I said it to you, might have been off air yesterday. I think this is a very much a generational thing. I remember, uh, I think when you were playing, Puff, it was, it was a big, Adelaide Oval. It was a big, yeah. it was a full house and yeah. it was a big event, wasn't it? Day night at Adelaide always. Now it's an extremely political thing, let's yeah. face it. And yeah. uh, the new, particularly the younger generation, yeah. I think, uh, Loz, and you're in a household with that mm. generation, uh, very much. Oh, yeah, they feel a lot vocal more strongly about, about it. This. Um, yeah, more so about a lot of things, you know, about um, change to Australia Day, climate change, wherever else you want to, you know, go down that path with with young people. Now they've got more of a voice than they've ever had before. Um, you know, the West Indies coming out here, and we all know, you know, they they strongly back the the Black Lives uh, Matters uh, movement, and you know, Ash Gardner has certainly made her thoughts clear. Um, then you just got to look at, you know, how would this affect maybe the Australian Open tennis? You know, you've got a tournament that is being played and you've got games scheduled for mm. Australia Day on January 26th. Do they look at not playing on that day? Do they look at, you know, <laughs> rescheduling good... the Australian Open to start well before or way after? It's a good that. point because we haven't heard anyone jump up and down about that. So this is my issue with all mm. this sort of stuff. It's selective morality at times. Mm. We can blow up about that, but if you don't blow up about the Australian Open, well, why is that different? Yeah. Even Australian yeah. players playing on Australia yeah. Day. But, but I think what it has done, Mido, it's brought the conversation around to whether you know, January 26 is the appropriate day yeah. to have Australia Day. Um, and I'm not certainly not going to discuss that on... Yeah, you know, my views on, on on our program, but I think it's starting to get that way where a lot more people are looking at why it's so upsetting for uh, Indigenous people um, and trying to understand what they are going through on that particular day and whether, in fact, they would support changing it to another day and the ramifications of of doing that, but. Um, I think it's certainly got a lot more traction and people are speaking about it a lot more now than ever before. 